welcome to the 49th episode of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. My name is Molly and today I have three questions. They're about horses and their shoes, zebras and their noises, and animals and their sneezes. Our first question is about zebras and comes from Isabel. Hi, Isabel. Hi, Molly. My name's Isabel. I'm nine years old and I love art and sewing. I live in Devon and my question is, what noise do zebras make? Thank you. Bye. Hi, Isabel. Well, that is a great question. When zebras wake up, they bark a bit like a small high-pitched dog. They also do this bark to call to other zebras and say hello when meeting a new zebra. Here's what a zebra bark sounds like. Another noise a zebra makes is called a bray. It's like a donkey, but with a bit of a low roar at the beginning and a sound like a squealing pig at the end. They make this braying noise to call out to females or when they're feeling annoyed or impatient. That was a bray. They also make a sound called a nicker. N-I-C-K-E-R. That's when they blow air through their nose and lips. A nicker is a zebra way to say hello to their herd and it's how mums greet their young. It sounds like if you blow air through your lips so they vibrate. Like maybe when you're fed up you might make that noise. Here it is. Can you make a noise like that? Give it a go. As well as a nicker, a bray and a bark, zebras can also snort through their nostrils. They snort gently when they're calm to say hello or more aggressively if they're in a bad mood. A snort can mean they're curious, bored, in danger. It sounds similar to the way horses snort through their nose. Have a listen. Just like humans, zebras have different tones to their brays and sounds. Some are high-pitched and others are low like humans have deep voices. Some are quiet and some are very loud zebras indeed. I hope that answers your question, Isabel. Our next question is about an animal shaped a bit like a zebra, but without the stripes. Can you guess what it is? Yes, it's a horse. The question comes from Ted. Hi, Ted. My name is Ted. I am five years old. I live in Wiltshire and I enjoy playing football doing craft and playing with Lego. My question is, why do horses have special shoes and other animals don't? Thanks, Molly. Bye. That's such a great question, Ted. Well, to answer it for you, I have Clover Stroud. Clover's a brilliant writer who loves horses and horse riding and knows all about why horses wear shoes. Over to Clover. Thanks for your question, Ted, and what an interesting thing you've asked me. Horses are the only animals to wear shoes, you're right. This is because they're one of the few animals that actually work for us human beings. We've got a very domesticated relationship with horses, And so they need to wear shoes to protect their hooves when they are being ridden by people people like you or me. This is especially true when horses are being ridden by human beings on very hard surfaces, like a concrete road or a rocky surface. 
Wearing metal shoes can help prevent horses from getting injured or for their hooves from being worn down too far. Sometimes horses also have special metal studs added by the blacksmith. And this can provide extra grip so that they don't slip, a bit like the studs you might wear in your football boots. And even though a lot of horses wear shoes, not all horses have to wear shoes. If you're riding your horse on fields or on soft ground, it might not have to wear shoes at all. There's a term for this in the horse world, and it's called riding a horse barefoot. So horses wear shoes protect their feet when they're working with humans. After all, we don't ride cows or dogs, for example, and that's why they don't have to wear shoes. Anyway, I hope that answers your question, Ted, and have a great day. Thanks so much, Clover, for your brilliant answer, and I really hope that answers your question, Ted. Now, Clover has a brilliant new book out called My Wild and Sleepless Nights, which is all about what it's like to be a mother. Clover has five children, so she knows everything there is to know about it all. It's not a book for children, it's one for mums. So if you'd like to win a copy for your mummy, which I think she would love, here's what you have to do. To enter the competition to win a copy of Clover's new book, I want to hear your best impression of a horse neighing. We've heard lots of zebra noises, so now I want to hear your horse impressions. Just ask an adult to record you saying your name, your age and your horse impression and send them to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. The best horse neigh will win a copy of Clover's book. Good luck everyone! Now our third question is about animals too. And it's for anyone who's listening right now who has a cold. Lots of people in England where I am have colds at the moment because it's freezing and it's winter. But don't worry if you do, it's nearly spring. And here's a question to cheer you up. It comes from Ivy. Hi Ivy. I'm Ivy and I'm five years old. Do animals catch colds? Hi Ivy. Can animals catch a cold? Well, that's a great question. Yes, animals do get colds, but they can't catch a cold from you, only from another animal like them. So dogs can catch colds from dogs. Dog colds are called kennel cough. Horses can catch colds from other horses when they cough or clear out their nostrils. If it gets bad, the horse could get a fever. If they catch a cold, they need to do the same things you do. Have a rest and drink lots of water. Flu is a bit different to a cold though, and it is possible for different species to catch flu from one to another. So if you have flu and have a pet, cat or dog, or any other animal, try not to sneeze or cough on them and give them your flu. Make sure to wash your hands before you cuddle them. Did you know that marine mammals, like seals and whales, can catch flu? When whales shoot out of their blowhole, what comes out, if they have a cold, is a bit like a human sneeze. Out comes some mucus or snot. If this snot smells like rotten fish, maybe the whale has flu. Did you know who whales catch flu from? Seagulls. Whales can catch flu from bird poo. There are some scientists who study whales with the flu, and to do this, they need to catch whale snot as it comes out of their blowhole. There's a special drone invented just for this called Snotbot, which flies through the blowhole of a whale and connects snot on little dishes. There are other ways to collect the snot too. More simply, researchers put dishes on the end of long poles and dangle them over a whale's blowhole. And one clever person at the Zoological Society of London decided to use a little remote-controlled helicopter with a dish attached to it, fly it over the blowhole, collect the snot in the dish and fly the helicopter 
back to her. Then she took the snot back to her lab to look at it carefully and find out all about humpback whale flu. How clever is that? I hope that answers your question, Ivy. Right, that's it for this week. Wishing you all a very fun week. Maybe you'll get to go horse riding or see some horses out and about. And I really hope none of you catch a cold. If you do, just think about snotbot drones and toy helicopters catching whale snot and hopefully that will cheer you up until you're feeling better again soon. A huge thank you to the wonderful Clover Stroud for talking to us about the horses and why they wear shoes. Make sure to enter the competition to win a copy of Clover's new book, My Wild and Sleepless Nights for your mum or your godmum or your aunt or anyone you know who would like to read all about being a mum. So make sure to enter the competition to win a copy. Just ask an adult to help you record yourself saying your name, your age, do your best impression of a horse neighing and send it in to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. To do the recording you just need a smartphone. They all have recording apps on them or use the WhatsApp recorder and email it in to me. Simple. Good luck everyone. And a big thank you to Ivy, Ted and Isabel for this week's questions. Thank you to Ash Gardner at House of Strange for the theme song and audio networks for all the lovely incidental music we use this week. I'll be back next week answering more questions from children around the world in another episode of Everything Under the Sun. Do send in your questions. There's info about how to do that on the show's website, everythingunderthesun.co.uk. If you like the show, please do tell everyone about it. Rate it, review it, subscribe to it, and tell your friends to do the same. It really does help. I hope you have a lovely week. Thank you so much for listening and happy new week. Goodbye. (laughs) 